Hello, everybody. <laughs> um, welcome back to the Straight Twitter Babe podcast. My name is Hannah. Welcome if you're new here or welcome back if you are back. Hopefully you are. Um, I know I said I was going to upload last week. I was like going to be so consistent. But you know what? Life happens. It was actually my spring break last week, which I wasn't thinking about that. The last time I was making the other podcast episode. Um, Things were a little bit out of whack. I didn't know what I was doing for spring break. And then I ended up just completely like vegging out and chillaxing because I had just had like a crazy couple of weeks with my conference and getting back into school and just getting my things organized. So I just didn't have the energy, honestly, and I just, yeah, I just needed, like, a full week to just literally just take a breath and just chill out, because when we get, when we got back from spring break, I knew we were going to have to start our off-season training schedule, so I just didn't want to have to do anything that week, because I knew, like, come Monday morning, I was going to have to be up and going to a pool again, and, you know, getting back on that grind, (laughs) (laughs) yeah so this week um my weekly wins it's honestly been a pretty crazy week just because of schoolwork like I know we're back into our off-season training so I guess that doesn't really help but it's not nearly as much uh training as we usually do so we're only swimming like not that much it's really not that much training I mean I'm doing some other things on my own But the main thing that was, like, giving me a lot of stress this week was my schoolwork. I just would spend my entire day doing schoolwork. Like, it was basically the last thing I was looking at before I went to bed, which was so annoying. I was doing it while I ate my dinner, like, doing it while I ate my lunch. Like, literally, I just felt like I was not – my hands were nonstop on my computer. My computer started giving me, like, the worst headaches, and my blue light glasses – started to fail me because I think I was just looking at the computer screen for so, so long. But I guess that wasn't a weekly win. This is a weekly win. Okay. So even though that it's been like a pretty rough week school-wise, just had like a lot of work to do, I am pretty much like so close to being done with my term paper for one of my classes. Um, this has been something I've been working on for like weeks now and it's just so long and so hard and very, very difficult. For those of you that don't know, I'm a speech language pathology major and one of my classes is an audiology class. So this term paper that we have to write is literally titled How We Know What We're Hearing and you just have to write about the entire process from like literally from the very beginning explaining what is sound and then how it goes through the entire ear and up into the brain and basically how we process everything speech language music you know the whole nine yards so that paper has been giving me (laughs) like the most stress and that's because it's due like this Saturday yeah but I feel like I have worked so hard on it this week that's basically where all my energy has gone to and I've gone and seen my professor for extra help. I went to the writing center so I could get checked out. 
And I'm just really hoping that this paper is like picture perfect because I really want to do well on it. But yeah, that's like my biggest win is because this is such a hard paper for me to write and I'm almost there. Oh, another weekly win that I just wanted to mention was that uh, me and one of my roommates are calling this week like vegan week because he said that after the season ended, we could do a vegan week together. So it's been really fun. Like we went to like three grocery stores on Sunday and we like shopped around because other grocery stores have like kind of more vegan options. And he wanted to see like all the fake vegan meats and stuff and all the like things are are not vegan like replicated you know what I'm saying (laughs) like he wanted to see all the types of like vegan cheeses and all just all the animal products that were replicated to be vegan so it's been really really fun he made um like a baked mac and cheese which was amazing and then he made burgers last night so really been doing all the chefing. <laughs> um, so it's been really fun. We even got a coconut milk ice cream, which I actually haven't even tried mine yet. And I really want to make a new vegan brownie recipe because I got like some more. I got these ingredients that are like easier to use for vegan baking rather than just doing like chia seed eggs <laughs> because sometimes that just makes the texture a little bit weird and sometimes it completely screws up the baking so I think I might make those tonight if I can or tomorrow but yeah that's so exciting because honestly we're I started this vegan week on Sunday he started on Monday so this is my like fifth day (laughs) this is my fifth day of vegan week and I'm feeling really good like I think this is going to sound crazy because I think I said in my vegan episode, like I being fully vegan is not something I can just jump into right now. But honestly, like I don't even think about it anymore. Like I wasn't even like my roommate. He is everything he eats. He like makes sure he like checks the ingredients and thinks about if it's vegan or not. And he like has been telling me that he gets cravings for like a beef burger or like chocolate or I don't know anything that's not vegan like he's been getting those cravings but like I just don't have that so honestly like maybe I'll be vegan faster than I think so moving on to today's episode it's all about fears which I don't even know how I really thought of this I think it came to mind because recently like fear has been like kind of a relevant thing in my life recently just because um I've been looking at grad schools and I know I graduate in a year which is crazy and I've been trying to find an internship for the summer and I've just kind of felt like overwhelmed so it gets a little bit scary like to think about the future and like having to go to grad school and like my life completely changing because it's been the same for so long not like the exact same, but you know what I'm, you know what I mean? Like I've been doing, I've been swimming for however many years, who knows? It's been too long. Um, I've been a student, like a regular student for so long. I've been living at my university for the past three years, you know? So it's going to be like a huge change. So that's kind of 
that's why this episode is pretty pretty relevant to me. Um, I do have a story, though, for today, because I guess this is kind of funny that this happened today. So I went to my advisement meeting so I could schedule my classes for the fall, and she really just stressed me out because this isn't even a huge deal. I'm just freaking out for no reason, probably. I have to take this, like, math class, which is required by my major, which I guess I've just been putting it off, (laughs) but I didn't know there's a prerequisite to this math class, and it's a basic math class, but I have to take the prerequisite before I can take the math class that's required, and the, so it just stressed me out that, like, this fall, I'm going to have to take the prerequisite, and then make sure I take the actual class in the spring, like right before I graduate, or else I won't be able to graduate, which, yeah. So I don't like it. It's fine. It freaked me out a little bit, but it's okay. Also, anyway, yeah. So I've been feeling kind of a little bit of fear in the future, basically, in general. But, you know, I really thought about it, and I have... I've definitely been, like, the nervous type of person in general to kind of stress about things, but I noticed that everything just works itself out in some way. I might have said that before on this podcast, but almost every time that, like, something happens in my life, if it's, like, a major dilemma or if something changes very abruptly, it almost always works out for the better, and everything's fine. Like, nothing crazy happens, you know, I don't get kicked out of school, my life doesn't end, you know what I'm saying, it all usually works out, so, yeah, that keeps me pretty grounded, so, the definition of fear, as a noun, um, on (laughs) dictionary.com, is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain, or a threat, I think this is a pretty broad definition of a word that has a huge umbrella. It just encompasses so many different factors. I think, like, you can be afraid of so many different things. But to some extent, I actually do think that fear is a good thing because it can cause a lot of growth and learning. And you'll never know unless you don't try something. Growing up, I was literally afraid of, like, everything. Like, as a little, little kid, I just, I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why. But I hated, like, Halloween because, like, literally during trick-or-treating, I would cling to my dad as we walked around and got our candy because I just felt like my gait of, like, safety was, like, wide open, if that makes any sense. Just that feeling of vulnerability that, like, something bad could happen, that's how I felt on Halloween. Maybe that's, like, the definition of fear, like, that vulnerability and feeling unsafe, yeah. Um, That's how I felt the entire Halloween night, like, just that complete, like I said, like, I just felt like my gate was so open and anything bad could happen to me. Like, You know that movie, The Purge, where it's, like, for one night, crime is all legal? That's, like, how I felt on Halloween, because it's, like, oh, for one night, everybody can, like, dress up like freaks and scare each other. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, just the thought of like something terrifying could happen just so freaked me out. Um, but I also was just like really nervous about doing things that I know like you know like you're gonna be fine but for some reason I was just still so afraid to do it like I was so afraid to ride like the biggest roller coasters until I went on like my first one and then after that I was hooked but like just standing there and watching it I was so terrified I was like oh my gosh what if I get on and I freak out and don't want to do it anymore and then they can't let me off you know that type of thing or like the high dive at our um at the university at home, I was so afraid to jump off the high dive. But, like, looking back, I'm just thinking, what's the worst that can happen? Obviously, I know how to swim. <laughs> and I knew how to swim at a young age. Like, I wasn't going to drown. And going on the roller coaster, like, it's going to be over in about 10 to 20 seconds. Like, it's so quick. So, yeah, I guess, and that that kind of supports my theory of, like, if you don't, do it you'll never know or if you'll never know if you don't try so like if I had never gone on a roller coaster just because I was afraid I never would have loved roller coasters as much as I do right now or if I'd never jumped off the high dive I bet I never would have even gone cliff jumping or been able to do things that are high up (laughs) I don't know (laughs) which that's not the same as like having a phobia I just want to clarify that like I know people do have, like, legitimate, like, phobias, and they are truly, like, so afraid of heights, like, and they can conquer it and, like, face their fear, but it'll still live inside them and, like, give them nightmares. Yeah, that's, like, a thing. I'm not denying that. Um, Those are kind of, like, some basic, like, oh, I'm afraid of heights type things, but I think fear can come in, like, other ways, too. Last semester, I was so nervous for this presentation, and I truly was just so scared that I was going to completely mess up, like, ruin it, get a horrible grade, cry, run out of the room. I don't know. I was so scared for it, and this was one of those moments that was, like, I have to just give my best and know that, like, it's going to be totally fine. Like, whatever happens, happens. I'm just a student. Like, I'm just learning. I don't know everything. I'm not a genius. So I really just have to sit there with all the work that I've done and present everything I know. And that's all I can do. And everything's fine. And just thinking that, I don't know where these thoughts came from, by the way, because I was freaking out. But just thinking that gave me so much tranquility. And after I did the presentation, I was so happy I did it because, A, it went a lot better than I had expected. And I was able to show off all the work that I did to my professor and just show her like hey I know my stuff kind of ish so I actually went ahead and wrote down like a list of things that I was afraid of so the first one is huge waves in the ocean and tsunamis this I think all of like my closest friends know is my number one, like, it's still a phobia. (laughs) Like, I literally do still have nightmares about it. And it's something that has always scared me and always, like, this is one of those things that's, it's always going to be there. It's never going to leave. Like, some people have, like, like, I was afraid to jump off the high dive when I was little, but then I did it and I was like, oh, yay, I love high dives. I love heights, you know? This is one of those things, like, 
here's the thing. Obviously, we know I'm a swimmer. And from a really young age, like my club coach would take us out into the ocean and have us do ocean swims. And I can remember like very vividly, like the first time that the waves were probably like eight or nine feet tall. And I just completely lost it. And it was, I remember being tumbled around and sucked underwater and like reaching to find the surface. Like it was just kind of traumatic. And yeah, that fear of those huge waves is just something I was never able to overcome. I did swim in those big waves multiple times for so many years, thinking that I would just maybe one day feel comfortable in them. But no, it's still a phobia. And yeah, that is just one that's never going to go away, though. I do think it's healthy to still face those fears that are phobias because it's kind of like you're not letting your phobia or your fear of something control you from doing things even though like I don't really want to do that because I'm afraid of waves even though I don't really want to it's just the idea that like I'm not letting the phobia, like, control me, and part of me, like, didn't want to, I truly didn't want to miss the ocean swims just because it's part of our training, so for me, like, skipping it, I would just feel so guilty afterward, which I did skip it, like, a couple times when I was really young because I was, like, I just can't do it, but after it was over, like, I just felt so guilty that I had let my, like, fear control me because I did want to do it for the training, if that makes sense. Okay, the next fear I have is living on my own and supporting myself on my own. This one, I think, is everybody's fear at some point in their life because there's going to come a time when, like, you do, like, you are completely, I think, living on your own. Unless you're, like, dating someone and you've been dating for a while and you just want to move in together. But I'm – I don't think I'm, like – not in I don't think I'm not independent I think I can totally live on my own I already like no I already do a lot of things on my own and like my roommates have left for like a week when they went to like their conference meet I live with two boys so that we're in different conferences um and I was on my own like I don't think it would be like like it's something I know I can do but I think the idea of just always being alone like I don't know if you move somewhere and you're just living by yourself and you have to make sure you're like paying all your bills and like making enough money to pay your bills and buy your food like that type of thing honestly does scare me a little bit though not like an immense amount because I also know like I'm working towards a degree right now and I'm obviously going to use it to get a job and that type of thing like I will be okay But just, I think the idea of just, like, maybe just being an adult, that's the better word for it. Not just, like, living alone and supporting yourself, but, yeah, being an adult, that kind of thing scares me, I guess. But then again, every single other person in their 20s, like me, is probably scared of that same thing. So I guess we're all in this together because nobody really knows what's going on. Let's be real. Okay, um... The next one is kind of irrational. Actually, it's very irrational. 
but I'm definitely like the type of person. I'm definitely an empathetic person. So when one of my friends is like really upset with me for doing something, even if it's, even if I know I like did the right thing or needed to do something for myself. And if they're like upset with me, like it gets me so nervous that like, I'm going to like ruin our friendship or like lose them forever. That's like a huge one for me. And I think it's just because in the past when I was really young, I did like have like this one person in my life. I'm not going to like get into detail, but they did literally just like drop me as a friend because of dumb reasons. Like I truly did not do anything wrong. Like they even told me that. (laughs) They even told me that. They were like, you haven't done anything wrong. I just don't like you. It's not you. It's me. That type of thing. (laughs) Okay. I hope they don't listen to this. (laughs) Okay. That was kind of funny, but in all seriousness, they did drop me as a friend, and I think it might have been at, like, that point where I started to get really nervous that if I were to do things or act a certain way and, like, make my friends upset with me, that it would make them not want to be my friends anymore, or, like, our connection, like, our bond of friendship would just, like, decrease, if that makes sense. Like, they would lose trust in me, like, we wouldn't have, we just wouldn't have that, like, deep emotional connection anymore as friends. Like, I wouldn't be as close with them. And being close with my friends, my family, having those connections is one of the most important, if not, like, the most important thing in my life because you're not just, like, living life alone. Like, there's, what, 8 billion people in the world, and the whole point is to be living your life and doing things with others and, you know, doing fun things together and creating those strong bonds with people. So I think that's why, like... That's literally, like, that's that's probably, like, top of my list, right up there with the waves, <laughs> right up there with my fear of waves. <laughs> it's, like, my fear of, like, letting people down or, like, losing our friendship or losing our relationship. Like, that is horrible to me. I hate it, hate it, hate it. So the next one is, like, kind of, okay, not, like, related to, but it has something to do with the friend thing. Um, I'm... One of my fears is just being sad for, like, a really long period of time. Um, I guess just depressed for, like, a long period of time. And I think this is a fear for, like, everybody. Or not everybody, but I think this is a fear for, like, a lot of people. Actually, I'm going to cut all that out. Okay, so my next fear definitely is very similar to the one about the friend thing. But... It is disappointing my coaches. I definitely grew up, like, being nervous I was going to disappoint my club coach. And it definitely carried over into my high school swimming career and now my college swimming career, for sure. And this is kind of another one of those, like, irrational things. Because I know I don't do anything wrong. All I do is you know, show up to practice when I need to and work hard. And if I don't swim fast, they can't be upset with me because I've done everything they said. Like I never question any of their training or what we're doing. I just do exactly what they say. Um, But I think it's like, because I respect them as 
coaches and as people. Yeah, I think just because I have so much respect for them is why I just get nervous that, like, I'm going to screw something up. Like, what they think of me, yeah, what they think of me really means a lot to me. What And I guess that's true for, like, a lot of people. Like, what people think of me, if they think I'm, like, a really mean and cruel person, that means a lot to me. I don't want to be that type of person. So I guess the same goes, like, for my coaches. If they think I'm somebody who doesn't care about our sport, like, doesn't work hard and just does not care, <laughs> I don't want that. And I don't want them to be upset with me at all. But it still just is sits inside of me. I don't think I've had, like, traumatic experiences with coaches being mad at me. Um, but one day, like, this year, my sprint coach – like, screamed at our group. This is getting a little deep, but sorry. Um, yeah, he screamed at our group, and I knew that it was not me. It was not my fault. I did not do anything wrong. I was there at practice. I worked hard. But he was screaming at all of us. So, naturally, I was just a puddle of tears, really just broke down, and felt like I had been punched in the gut, essentially. And that feeling like your coach is disappointed in you or you let them down is one of like the worst feelings in the world for me because I think it goes back to the fact that swimming in general has been like a huge part of my life and has always meant so much to me obviously it's been as big a part of my life as like my school has been which that sounds kind of bad because I know swimming is not as important as school but it takes up like as much time as school does and when I was in like club swimming before I got to college, my coach and I were really close and he was like, like a third parent to me who was like a mentor. So I think that's why for that person in my life, that like mentor and somebody who I really respect for them to be upset with me, like that is, that's a really bad feeling. So I guess that makes sense. The next, um, the next thing I have on my list is public speaking which I already did talk about this with my presentation. I told that story, I think, at the beginning of this episode. Um, Yeah, I've always had, like, a pretty big fear of public speaking, and I think it's just the idea of, like, every single person is staring at me, and you don't know what they're thinking. (laughs) Like, they're just looking at you while you speak, and you have no idea how they're feeling. Like, they could become – and I know that doesn't matter – And I think I've learned that over the years, like what people are thinking as they stare at me, as I present, as I speak, or if I give a speech, what they are thinking does not matter because I know that there are people there who support me and stuff. And I know that I'm doing, you know, just what I'm supposed to be doing, if that makes any sense. But I think this is a pretty common fear. Public speaking in general is just, yeah, I had to take a public speaking course my freshman year. And long story short, I just, I did not like that class. (laughs) I just did not like that class. There were so many speeches that we had to make, and I just did not enjoy it. Yeah, just did not enjoy it. So I guess I don't really have a huge explanation for that one. I think it's pretty common. Okay, the next topic, or topic, the next um, item I have of being afraid 
is not getting into grad school slash screwing it up, (laughs) which this kind of goes back to like the beginning where I talked about my fear of like the future. But yeah, that's, that's a fear. Like if I were to not get into grad school, I'm going to apply to a variety of schools. So hopefully I'll get into at least one, you know, but there's just like that small doubt I think in the back of everybody's mind of like oh my god what if I don't get in like then I have to reapply and try to get in for the like next semester like that's a little bit stressful like you just want things to go smoothly you know like I just want to start my grad school in the fall after I graduate in the spring and just get rolling with it you know um I also said slash screwing it up I guess just like failing my classes or just doing really bad which I don't think is going to happen I'm obviously not obviously, but I'm definitely the type of person that likes to be super involved with my classes and vocal with my teachers. I go to my professor's office hours and get extra help. And I feel like I'm just so on top of like making sure I know that I understand what I'm doing. So I mean, I think it's going to be fine. But again, this is one of those fears that I think just sits in the back of everybody's head. Like, What if I completely screw up grad school and I don't become an SLP? Okay, the next one also has to do with that type of thing. I have a big fear that one day when I'm working as an SLP, I'm going to be, like, if I accidentally misdiagnose somebody with the wrong disorder or um, disability or something, uh, I would just, (laughs) that's so scary. Because here's the thing, I know, well, I actually don't know, but I'm assuming a lot of people who are listening to this probably don't know a lot about what it means to be an SLP and all the work that we have to do, and a lot of the disorders are so similar, and you really can't tell them apart sometimes. Sometimes kids are diagnosed with one thing, and then it changes. There was um, a kid in the the clinical center last semester and like it started out with like an articulation disorder and then it changed to phonological disorder and then it changed to something else and then by the end of it they were like he has apraxia like it's kind of constantly changing because it's really hard to distinct one disorder from another a lot of times like especially if you have a kid who has a phonological disorder but they also could have auditory processing disorder, which are two obviously very similar things. But they also could have an articulation disorder. Like, a kid could have multiple disorders. So I think I'm just afraid that I'm going to give the kid the wrong diagnosis, which probably will happen maybe first time around. Or, But, yeah, I just don't want to, like, mess it up because I know I'm doing all of this school and, like, you know, getting super educated I don't, I want to be, like, good at my job, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want to be, there are SLPs out there, I'm not judging, because I don't know where they went to school, but there are genuinely, like, bad SLPs out there. There are schools I know that don't teach auditory processing disorder, I'm not going to go on a rant about that, because all of you probably don't know what that is, but, yeah, they don't teach that, so, like, those SLPs are misdiagnosing kids with all these other things instead of auditory processing disorder and vice versa. There are 
SLPs out there who might be diagnosing a ton of kids with auditory processing disorder, but not phonological disorders or articulation disorders or apraxia or dysarthria, you know? Yeah, so I just want to be good at my job. I apologize if you didn't understand any of the words that I just said about uh, being an SLP. (laughs) I know it gets confusing. Anyway, the next thing I am afraid of is life after swimming. This is very, very common in all athletes and all college athletes, high school athletes, but also yeah, college athletes and high school athletes, just when you graduate or like the last competition, like my last meet when I take off my cap and goggles, like that's a huge moment in my life. Like that is absolutely ginormous. I started swimming when I was very, very young. I honestly don't even know how old I was when I first joined my first swim team. I had to have been like six or seven. Like I was very, very young and now I'm about to be 21. That's a lot of swimming. (laughs) But just to think that like, it'll be my last time putting on a tech suit and my last time getting up on the block and hearing somebody say, take your mark and beep. (laughs) That is, I think that's going to be huge because it's been a part of my life for so long. And like I said, Sometimes there were points in my life where swimming was more important than school. No, that's a lie. (laughs) School is always the most important. But what I mean is there was a time where I skipped like a week of school for swimming. Like it was very much one of the most important things in my life. Like it has been just for so long. So for it to just be over, I think I'm just, I'm just a little bit nervous for that. But I think recognizing that I'm, recognizing that it's scary now and not just like ignoring those fears is probably a good thing because I still have a year. I know it's going to go by fast, but you know what I'm saying? It's just a scary thought and it's probably good that I'm recognizing it now that it is scary. Like one of my teammates, she's graduating this year and I'm so sad to see her go. And she's talked about it with me before. Like I know she's, she's kind of scared now that she's like done and she's, she's just kind of thinking, I I don't know what to do. Like, there's practice, but, like, she doesn't have to go, obviously. So I think it's going to be kind of a journey. I'll definitely have grad school to keep me busy anyway. So that's not going to be – it's not like I'm not going to be doing anything or I'm not going straight into just, like, getting a job. But, yeah, it's still scary that, like, at 2 p.m. and 6 a.m. every day, I won't have to be at a pool and putting on my cap and goggles, which is so weird to think about. The next fear is kind of random and weird, but it's because of a traumatic experience. <laughs> wow, a lot of traumatic experiences. So it's things going up my nose. <laughs> That's my fear, one of my fears. When I was in high school, I had to get a naso endoscopy done, which for those of you that don't know what that is, It's when they stick this huge tube with a camera on the end and they put the tube up my nose and down my throat so the doctor could look at my throat and look at my uh, vocal folds. And he put some numbing spray, like he just sprayed some numbing spray in my nose 
obviously the numbing spray did not work because it went all the way up my nose into my throat and I just knocked, like passed out on the table, (laughs) which this is kind of a funny story now, me telling it, like this guy is just like slowly yanking this tube out of my nose and I'm just falling backwards. But yeah, since then, like anything that gets remotely close to my nose or inside my nose makes my like, I don't know makes me shake. It gets me really nervous and it freaks me out. When we had to get COVID tested last year, almost like every other week, and they stuck those things up to my brain. Oh my gosh. It was absolutely horrible. Yeah. It's kind of a random one, but I thought I would tell that story because it's really funny. And the last one that I have is not being able to breathe. (laughs) This is also kind of a funny one, but, um, I have, like, breathing issues with, I have these breathing issues, which I think I've mentioned, and it just affects, like, uh, my swimming and other, like, sometimes types of athletic movements, and it really sucks, but I did have, like, a few times where it was just, it's a little bit scary when, like, I know I'm going to be fine, but, like, the feeling, like, I cannot get air in my body and like my oxygen levels are like dropping a little bit like and I can't feel my feet like it's a little bit scary so yeah I'm not going to talk about it that much because I don't want to bore you with the details of my breathing issues but I just thought I would end on that one because it's kind of funny (laughs) not funny but like kind of funny anyway okay that is it for today's episode um I know I say this every single time, but I will be back next week. I am I'm already thinking about what the next episode is going to be. I have it written down. I have the day that I'm going to record in my mind. I know it's going to happen. We're going to start being more consistent. It's going to happen, folks. It's going to happen. So we will not skip another week. I will be back next week. And I hope you all have a great rest of your day, week. Yeah. Chat with you all next time. Bye.